0: Well... <laughs>
1: the Haps, and welcome to another episode of The Hurt Circus. I'm your host, Nicholas Ridiculous, a.k.a. Nick Ridic, a.k.a. The Purple Hyena. What's the Haps, my cackle? Here we are, a midsummer's night dream, midsummer morning. Who fucking knows, man? It is August. Life is... But a dream, if you know what I mean. Shouts out to all my fellow pop culture fiends
0: <laughs>
1: Because we live in the time of what comes after a golden era. Hmm. A decade of decay, maybe. Who knows? Maybe this is the decomposing period of modern times. Because Star Wars is dead. Marvel's pretty much dead. Watching them slowly die is as a lifelong fan it's uh it's rough. You know, it's like when I had to go visit my grandfather in the hospital and he looked like Zordon at the end of the Power Rangers laying in a bed of crystals. But watching Disney slowly choke out all of our heroes is a strange irony, you know? But I guess we'll see in the coming months what happens. Because the irony is, when you have something like a multiverse in storytelling, and you have a company like Disney who is calling the shots on that, they're going to just bastardize that plot device so hard and use it for just all the wrong reasons, as we are already seeing. It's just... I'm sorry if you're a fan of it. Don't get me wrong. Like what you like. But I'm still going to have to be honest and say it's trash. So yeah, we all love pretty things that look nice and dazzle us and shimmer and shine in the light. But what's the what's the circumstantial value? What's the weight behind it? What's the morality tale? What's, what's the point? Aside from being nothing more than junk food for our eyes. You know, a pointless snack to chew on just to give our eyes something to fucking do because if you think this is good i mean it's like yeah it's cool to subvert you know tropes and subvert characters or character archetypes but to just um blatantly tear them down the way they do is um with no regard it's ironic and funny um I might have said this in the past episode, I can't fucking remember anymore, but the way I envision it is, like, you got a little boy and a little girl playing in a a yard, right? They're both playing with their toys, respectively. And the mother comes up and just takes the boy's action figure away from him, points in his face and tells him, no, no, bad. And then just gives his action figure to the little girl who didn't even want to play with it in the first place. Uh, So it's a funny... (laughs) They call it a balancing, but it's actually just an unbalancing because it's this weird mission of taking traditionally boys' properties, like IPs and franchises, and just feminizing them in the most unfeminine ways. For who? No one knows. Like, He-Man, y'all. He-Man. They did it to He-Man. Okay? The most boy-boy show ever made. I mean, it's up there with Dragon Ball, let's be honest. But, and... Little girls loved that show when it first came out so much that they made She-Ra, which is the female version of He-Man. So then for Netflix and Kevin fucking Smith, who I've been a fan of for probably most of my goddamn life, they just fucking played the fans, misled, misdirected, called them out as liars, told them they were wrong when things were leaked that were true. And the show is just about one of He-Man's side characters named Tila who... a strong female character once but then they just turned her into a guy with a side shave and some lipstick on so you know it's it's funny because it is like you look at that and you're like wow there it is whoop there it is and it's slowly happening with all the marvel superheroes and it's like i'm not against anything or anyone except bad storytelling let's be honest and this is just not it's not it man There's the whole argument of why do these female and characters of color have to be validated by becoming a traditionally white character. And it's a good question because there's there's so much space out there for new stuff, new heroes, new stories, new adventures. But they just want to keep rehashing the same shit over and over. And they think just changing the gender or race of it is going to, (sighs) like... Rebooted, I guess, in a way, but it's like, I mean, you're missing the mark, man. It's crazy how 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 fast people's memories kind of lapse, you know? Or is it just like we've gone this far now, where there's new generations of young adults who've just forgotten things? Uh, it's it's weird, but you know, what do I know? We're just but the observers on the outside, right? The piggies meant to gobble it all up.
0: <laughs>
1: Fuck. So I've been trying to focus on things I actually enjoy, give me joy. I like, and honestly, the biggest thing right now is the Greek myth show on Amazon just because it's fucking real and it's dope and it's cool to understand our past as a species and how kind of the same moralities and tropes have just carried, been carried all through history, you know? Like it's the best part of Greek myths is just how they outline our flaws and just Equally, though, for everyone, you know, like, men and women are like the irony. I'm really into Apollo and Adonis. Those are my two boys right now. My, my patron saints of Greek myths. And, you know, for lore horrors, I'm like, I'm going to talk to my co-host, Eric, and uh, maybe start going back and reviewing stuff that's, like, and discussing things that are old but still dope. You know, like, I want to, I would love to go back and re-watch Greg the Bunny Clone High. Maybe we do shows that only have the one season, you know, the one hit wonders. And like, Smoking Aces. Yo, remember how good Smoking Aces was? God fucking damn it. That movie was so damn cool. Same place, the rents to the guards. <clears throat> All right, there's a shift change at 9 a.m. The graveyard gets off. And we're gonna slip in with the daytime guys when they go on. But
0: what about access cards, pass keys? Yeah, we'll get our hands on those when we get inside.
1: Basically, there's two security levels. Okay, you get your casino floor count room surveillance, and you get your general security. I guess your friend don't want to hear this. Hollis, come
0: on, get the fuck out of the car. Come on, come on. i would you put a gun to your head. Yeah, we've been through that already. Quit acting like someone took a shit in a cereal ball, All right, Reed paid us fifty grand. What am I doing? Am I standing here? Look,
1: am I standing attitude. here? Attitude all right, cut it out. <laughs> Two security levels. The one we're going in under the guise of general hotel security. they basically charges standing around the lobby in
0: 35-person employee that goes in at 9 o'clock. Stay there! Stay there stay. I'll forgive you, darwin. Shoot, I appreciate that, man. If I needed your car, me and my brothers were wanting by the law, I would've killed you to get it too. You want to? Oh, hell yeah. And we just at the wrong place, at the wrong time. So don't feel so bad, Chief. Oh damn. Alright then. You know, up here in heaven it's beautiful. Really? I'll see you up here someday. You think so? I know so. It's my world. All right, enough grab ass and goddamn it. Get off. Get off.
1: So I feel like we need to just Go back Fuck all the new shit Until the streaming wars Or woke wars Or whatever the hell Is going on out there Is over We should go back And enjoy stuff That's fucking Tried and true You know Cause it's so easy To just get mad When people who don't respect or value the same things within a property that you do and then they're the ones making it you know it's kind of a bastardization of everything you appreciated and adored and kind of grew up on so it's cool i mean that's the way it works right people who don't hold value to something should be the ones who have control over it fuck yeah Uh, uh, yes yes yes
0: yes yes yes
1: yes More systemic fucking bullshit, baby. These fucking people who just think they know what everyone needs and wants. And just... The microcosm of the experience in the child welfare and how it's just expanded. And you're seeing it more and more of just these one-sided expectations. And it's just too far. Maybe it's too far left. I don't know. I honestly think (laughs) the biggest representation of it is just white women. You know, the ones who have all the real power. (laughs) And they just... Never got the memo that they do. (laughs) Uh, So now they, you know, stand on their soapboxes and tell us how bad we are towards everyone. That's not them. The irony. When really, in someone like who's gone through my experience, they are the greatest oppressors in our life. So (laughs) the irony of having to, you know, forcibly respect and care more for the people you despise most is... I...
0: Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Isn't it iron neck? Whoa, what? (laughs) Imagine a better place a better time a nicer face and it's not mine.
1: (sighs) You know, I'm trying to do this whole professional artist thing. It's hard, it's intense, it's scary, it's... Stressful, you know, just, it's like, you just always worry about money and paying bills and everything, but then at a certain point, it's about not worrying about that, I guess, and just trusting yourself that you'll cover it somehow. <laughs> you know, fall i do a little trust fall with the universe, to see what happens. So I was trying to do this book project, but then I'm like, I don't know how to connect with people. Lo and behold, this podcast <laughs> ended up just being my own personal little thing, because I just don't know how to... I probably do in the moment but like beforehand, I just don't know how to do that and just it just feels more of the same where I'm just becoming the thing I despise where it's the people just bartering for people's experiences and I don't want to do that it doesn't feel good you know I was hoping it would be more of a collaborative thing with people, people like minded people like similar experiences but you know, maybe this, we're all just we're all just so busy trying to make something of ourselves. It's hard to help anyone else. It makes sense, you know. Star in your own movie. Hard to be a guest star in someone else's. But baby, that shit's essential. Let me tell you. But basically, to keep the energy of that same kind of idea of a project of this kind of collaborative book, I'm just gonna do my own book. Um, it's gonna be called "F Yourself: Refle- Reflective Ramblings of a Fostered Kid." And it's going to be a lot of the stuff I talk about, have talked about in this podcast, kind of diluted down into, you know, a couple page writings, forming chapters. I'm going to take a lot of the writing I did for the housing project I did that never really got used or anything like that. I'm going to try and format that into some kind of catalyst project archive notes at the end. And just kind of put my outlook out there and just get... Because it's like in doing these, as an artist, it's like you have this mound of shit inside you. And everything you do is just um, a teaspoon or a shovel full of shit that's just being unloaded, you know. It's like every time I do something, it's like I don't have to remember it so much anymore. I don't have to hold on to it as tight. And it offers a bit of levity to life, you know. Trying, trying not to be so uh, angry or bitter to the world, which is difficult because it's like when you lift that armor of anger or disgruntledness, it makes you vulnerable in weird ways. And like when I was a kid, whenever I was just like just in a good mood or happy, people loved to tear me down for it. It was a weird, it was almost like I was, at a certain point I just got ashamed of Looking happy (laughs) it's just people, you know Would literally tell me they're gonna knock that smile off my face and I'd be like, all right well Why is my happiness so bad for everyone? Especially the times where it was like you were happy and You were just a kid and just didn't know any better, but then like Everything around you was just against everything you wanted or expected, you know, and at a certain point the smiles crack I see it whenever I look at old pictures of myself as a young boy, you know, it's like I can see the fake smile and the broken eyes. It's disheartening. I was thinking about this recently and it's like accumulated to like, I imagine the anger you feel when you have a child and they're being bullied, you know, it's how I imagine or relate the feeling of when you look back on your childhood self and you just want to care about them so much, but you, you can't change what's already happened so it's it's almost like just a bunch of conversations you end up having with yourself to just calm yourself down and just make them know it was all worth it to go through you know it was difficult and so we do these projects to hopefully be light enough to fly one day you get all the shit out of your belly all the fucking rotten guts and you splay them out And hope that someone with some intent takes a look and sees something that may better something for the future. Which might be a lot. Might be an impossible task or endeavor, but I mean, why else do we go through this shit, you know? We are the operating system of humanity. And if we aren't correcting the flaws of the past now, and we're failing in our updates, we are a flawed program. And we are doomed to fail unless we do, because it's something you see nowadays where it's it's scary how how much you're being told to or just the conditioning of people, you know. Do what you're told. Believe everything you see on screen. You know, don't trust people. It's also patronizing, <laughs> and it's scary because above all, it's just this idea of selfishness, you know. But it's being masked as (laughs) self-care. But it's like, it's just pretentious people who are now suddenly being like, Oh, we're victims too. Because they see how much clout victimhood gives the poor. So now the rich have even taken victimhood from the poor. And now everyone who's ever actually suffered through anything is now supposed to coddle the fucking people who have literally had everything most of their lives. So isn't it ironic? I'm supposed to fucking take all this shit, understand it all, and then deal with people who don't. You're attractive, you're smart, you're funny. Oh, but also you have anxiety problems, you have stress issues. You can't really handle people. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, oh, man. It's just annoying. You know, even when talking to people, it's like when you grow up steeped in shame on... Your actual traumas. Maybe it's different for other people. But for me it's like I don't want to go around spouting them off. You know to whoever the fuck. Just so everyone knows. It's like there's a real link of shame to trauma. Which can be hard to just glorify it the way some people do. Where it's like this. I don't know what the fuck you're saying or why you're saying it. But it's not for the right intentions. And it's only for your own kind of validation or image. Which is just fucking annoying, dude. Because when you're someone who's actually gone through some shit, you have to sit there and be like, yeah, it sounds like your parents were so hard on you. Oh, man. Oh, that sounds tough. Your life in the suburbs sounds so hard. When it's like a child's experience of their childhood and the parents' experience of that same childhood are both just biased sides of the same situation that are both fairly, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Hyperized. You know, they're extreme extremes of both opposing sides but then the actual reality of the situation probably falls somewhere in the middle you know which is the middle is hard for people to see as we learn because even from even when you're in the middle from either side the middle looks like the opposite side (laughs) isn't it ironic how fucking stupid we are
0: isn't it ironic I just want to get hit by a car. Isn't it ironic?
1: It's confusing. You want to have hope. But it's hard, you know? You're not so much hopeless, but you want to hope less. I don't know. I'm just out here creating, you know? That's all I know how to do. Trying to get some music going. We got them rugs flowing. Mm, That's right. Waiting on uh hear back on this possible commission I have right now for a, a Raptors rug. Hoping the guy hits me be back because so I just got the supplies and stuff for the job. So it would suck if he didn't want it anymore. I got this video project I have to work on. Like, today. This week. I have to finish it pretty soon. But, you know, it's formulating in my head, percolating, whatever. And I'm going to bang that out. It's for the AGO some artist talks video I think thought it was gonna be a cool like interview experience but in reality it's just us doing all the work it's all right, you know it's something more exposure just gonna use a lot of the same work we've already done do some writings or some readings from my book 1991 and hopefully just get that shit done sorry if you hear the garbage truck in the background my fucking coffee's way over there but for this oh my gosh come on let me get my coffee back You know, other than personal news, I don't know what else I got. You know, I've been helping out with this, like, four art workshops a week. The last few weeks, I think tomorrow's. Next week is the last week we're doing it. This week was my presentation on upcycling, baby! Fashion. And it's cool. I just, honestly, it's hard doing it digitally, which is what it is now. And it's, I don't know, it really sucks to communicate that way. I just, oh, fuck. Yeah, it was, uh... Just cool. I mean, I'd love to do more of these workshop-type things, for sure. Just I'd like to do them in the real world. What are, what are we doing? I'm not one to talk. I was living like this before all this, so it's... More of the same.
0: It's a new ironic.
1: Been working on some J-cut pants. Finished a pair of those yesterday. I'm hoping the design is getting fleshed out. You know what I'm saying? Cause it is a dope cut. Those natural folds, those natural wrinkles. You see the hard part about that is is like I don't know how to offer that. Cause that's just straight. Like I have to be a street tailor almost to offer those to people. Cause they're just so handmade. Speaking of Underbelly Society, I just dropped a t-shirt. I'm super stoked on the Kid Romeo T. Go check it out. It's a crossover of Dragon Ball Z and Romeo plus Juliet. That's all I'm going to say. If you are interested and want to know. What that means? Hit up UnderbellySociety.com and check it out, motherfucker.
0: Shit. What the hell am I? What the hell am I?
1: You fucking visually impaired ass motherfucker. Shit. Life's been weird. Summer's almost done. Time keeps moving. Time keeps passing on by. Pay rent. Pay bills. Feed yourself. Have fun. That's where we're at.
0: to keep him company, Thou wretched boy shall with him hence, either thou or I or both must go with him, either thou or I or both must go with him, either thou or I or both must go with him. And we're back. <laughs>
1: For the sake of transparency, I'll be real with y'all. It's been a couple weeks since that last recording. I just thought before I upload this and send it out there, I should probably do some kind of update just because I've been, you know, the end of summer. One season ends, another begins. We move into the transitional times of the year. I don't know. It's... For me, lately, like I just went back home, saw the family, I mean it was just, I'm not sure what it does to my head, it just sends me back into that little boy state or what, but maybe it's a reminder of all the things I haven't really sorted out or the things I don't really know how to sort out, because it's, you can talk yourself through some things, but some things you're just like, How do you even be talked through, you know, it's just like, came, saw you conquered, it happened. It's in the past and we can't go back. I've been thinking a lot, like, it's been hanging out with my nephew and trying to hang out more with my youngest brother and stuff like that. And it's just, it's amazing to see how people grow and, you know, come into their own. It's also this stark reminder, you know, of just, I just had this weird moment yesterday when I got home where it was just like, I kind of let my guard down in a way or, you know, I come back to my, my space. And it's, I don't know, I just couldn't shake this feeling of just like, I became the thing that, you know, I, I, hope to never become really and i'd done it before i even realized it and it's you know the way our mother kind of handed down this this feeling of unworthiness or lacking ultimately just the damage you know it's that that thing where it's you know it's done to us it's done to others and The way my mother abandoned me is the way I ultimately abandoned my youngest brother, you know? And I know I've talked about it before, and it's it's just a running theme because I know to my brother, he's at a stage where, you know, he appreciates all the struggle and it's made him who he is, and maybe that's his end path for healing, and that's amazing if it is. But for me, that was just, that was just a stage of it, you know? It was the thing I told myself to make it through the day. Because how else, why else would any of that happen to someone, you know? And how else, like, because it can just be so, I don't know, I'm not talking out of a term, but it's like, it's like the first time in a long time we actually like kind of talked about some shit. And I think I just, I might have pushed it too hard or too deep where he wasn't, he hasn't treaded on those kind of thoughts in a long time where it, just triggered him in a way where i felt bad for directing the conversation in that way or you know just pushing pushing it too far maybe where he wasn't ready but it's strange cuz our memories like it's like this with many people cuz i've recently spoken with a a fellow um, crown ward and it's like our, our feelings it's not so the experiences and all that can be so individualized, but the conditioned feelings are all kind of the same, just echoes of each other, where it's you feel this certain way about something or you experience life in this certain way where you don't really have anyone around you who can understand it, but then you speak with someone who had to go through the same thing, where they were produced orphans with curated incompetence, you know. Or they were the child who was just there. It's. I don't know. I think, you know, I'm still in this process of. Still in this process of mourning. You know, and it's like, it's all. It's like the adrenaline of my youth is kind of. Like the emotional adrenaline of my youth is kind of waning. And I'm. I feel it all so much more. You know. And it's. I don't know. I don't know how to handle it. Because it's. Nothing we can fix. And. And from what I'm understanding what I'm told this is how it's supposed to be <laughs> you know like if it's not going to be fixed and they don't really change anything then I guess these outcomes and these feelings are how it's supposed to be which is the irony because to people who do it it doesn't matter especially when it comes to you know some people where it's they spend their whole lives running and they just can't can't stop some of them never slow down even when their bodies are telling them that they need to just breaking down underneath them and the problem is too is like you can love someone as much as you want to love them you can want for them all of the things that they don't think they deserve it doesn't fucking matter because people are going to do what they're going to do especially when you're just you know you're so just feral in your ways You've been dictated by these systems that just lack transparency completely. So it's just another one of those things, do unto others what's done to you, you know? But that's even harder to do when you don't have the power to back it up. I can say I I love my family, but also in the same breath, I don't really know what family means. When you grow up in this system, everyone in your life is kind of there because of their job. And everyone you want to love and be with you can't so your brain has to fucking divorce the idea of relationships and love just this strange just like internal stigmatization of the things you love and the things that give you stability shouldn't be the same or not the same and it's the whole you know every relationship we have is an echo of that which we have with our parents what if your fucking parents are a Fucking faceless organization It makes relationships hard I'll tell you that It makes It invalidates your own sense of Like trusting your instincts On love And what love is And how you deserve it And and even like how to be loved You know I recently cancelled my Netflix subscription And they like email me every couple days Or once a week or so just being like, hey, want to come back? After seeing just seen those a couple of times. I was like, oh, so this must be how my ex feels. <laughs> but it doesn't make missing her any harder. Or any less easy. I don't know. <laughs> but even with that, it's like, do I miss this person? For all the love I didn't allow myself to give them? Or am I just... You know, a lonely person who's just watched to return to the last place, they felt safe. But others one in the same. See, then it's just like just can't trust my own idea of what these things are and then it just ends up destroying them for myself or for those around me. Because it's like you know, it's like uh it's like in the nineties Spider Man, you know, there's Peter Parker and there's Spider Man, right? that's why I connected with them so much. Because there's always these two parts. And the struggle was figuring out the balance between them where you're just one supporting the other one can't exist without the other or so you're made to believe know, it just an, uh, it's just a funny like it's probably like a very human thing to just desire things you don't know how to have to just want this thing and then when you get the thing you're like now what purpose is hard love is hard, family is hard, some people's purpose, I guess, is to destroy other people's love and family. And it's a strange, ignorant, blissful cloud that these people live in because it's just more of the same bullshit. They're just trying to perfect how to, you know, disembody the poor. I don't know, because it's like, is that the conspiracy of it all? (laughs) Because it's children of the poor who strive for more, so they become the rich, and then that's how the cycle of life kind of goes on and on. Maybe they're trying to disrupt that and just keep the poor, chi- the poor kids poor. You gotta, if if this poor impoverished life is only making them stronger, well, fuck, let's take them out of that and just fucking break them. <laughs> but you know, as we do, baby, I digress. <clears throat> I'm gonna go for this grant try and get some work doing art facilitation, and uh, doing art facilitation in the local library that's literally around the block from my crib. So I'm hoping to create, you know, eight week, eight week, four day, four day, eight week workshop where it's like Mondays, like younger kid cohort, Tuesday, older kid cohort, Wednesday, younger studio time, Thursday, older studio time, but a boom started all over again on the other end, you know? And then culminate it all with uh, an art exhibition, digitally, virtually, and in real life. Hopefully, so right now I'm in the stages of writing the grant, which is a whole fucking thing. Grants just intimidate the fuck out of me. Um, it's you know, it's when there's like, it's when they expect. It's like when there's expected like. Information or content that I can work with but when there's like expected language and shit like that. I'm like fuck off man Like these people are gonna judge my fucking Application by the words I use. I don't know. It just makes me think way too much about it Maybe I need to think less about it. Just do it We'll see but fingers crossed because that would just be a step in a new direction that would be fucking dope Cuz you know libraries Especially when I was a kid like libraries were sick
0: Mm.
1: they were just these open like libraries are literally what the internet was or the internet is like they're just these connective wells of knowledge information and stories like they're basically like a modern watering hole but for the human mind and brain for all them knowledge drinkers and wisdom (laughs) sippers but I just think there's Especially just being a kid who always felt like, you know, I, I was always, like, never allowed anywhere, or it was just a burden, or older people just look at you like, what the fuck are you doing here, street rat? But oftentimes, libraries were a place of, you know, sanctuary and just fucking chilling. I remember story times were some of my favorite things. Just some random person just reading a gaggle of kids a bunch of fucking stories. But that's my focus right now because, baby, the clock is ticking and we have to figure out what is going on in life by the end of
0: September.
1: <laughs> so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah.
0: But, anyways, I'll cut it back to the intro after this little get <laughs> you. What did he say? He said remove the right arm Oh, check this guy Oh, you want to see some fucking titties or you want to see a gun.
1: Yeah, I want to see a pig get fuck Prisoner is charged with being neurotic and erratic. He's very childlike in his views. He's also charged with static. Hey. You me swell, Do You solemnly tear, do you? tell the cellar. Toot to sell do, 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 do. Oh, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And I think uh, you know this one's been a weird one. I'm trying to get back in the groove. I just have so many, um, so many things going on in my head. It's chaotic, isn't it? Chaotic.
0: <laughs> yes, smoking.
1: I just got a lot of, um, I tend to create these waves of chaos, and that's how I surf through life. And my chaos is my creations. My creations are my own. Woo! It's funny, though, because as an artist in the modern day, it's like one thing to make art, but then what do you do with that art after? So it's like a whole other practice of, like, switch my artist hat and better put on my producer hat. hit, hit, And fucking make a bunch of videos and bullshit, always be documenting everything. It's all... It's also forgettable, to be honest. Especially <laughs> just the way my mind works. Like if I dive into something I'm getting into the habit of just diving into it, so then it's hard to be like, Oh, let me set this up. Let me sit and it makes me so just agitated. All the time. All the time. It's like when your bobbin runs out of thread without you noticing at the beginning. But you know, it's like isn't it ironic? It's- Alright, so, yo, let's do it, roll call, Dimebag Crew, get that music wherever you're listening, we're working on some new shit hopefully, well, I'm trying to get some new shit going, if we can get the bag on the ball again, it's just a little spread out right now, a little scattered, trying, might, might, might even just do some solo shit, I don't fucking know, we'll see, we'll see where we fall. Hit it up, you know, social media, all that shit, YouTube, fucking listen up. Throw me one of your favorite tracks, hit me up, comment, let me know. I'll throw one into the fucking, into into an app, you know, a little music break. It can be done. And if you want to hit up some fashion, go to underbellysociety.com, at underbellysociety on Instagram and underbellysociety on Facebook. Shop is open. We got fresh drops coming all the time. Whenever I'm literally feeling like dropping some new fuego, I drop the fuego. Dripping and dropping like some melted plastic. And you know, for everything else that's Nicholas Ridiculous, you can hit up Nicholasrediculous dot It's where I be posting my shit. You can even put in an order for a custom rug commission if you're within a reasonable distance of from where I'm at, which is Scarbero. So I mean check out my book, nineteen ninety one on Amazon, if you can find it, if not go through my link tree, I got the link directly there for it, I mean bada bing bada boom baby and if you're a creative person out there who's just looking to collaborate or fucking network, whatever the fuck holla at your boy I'm just out here, no man is an island but a man is on an island so SOS motherfuckers
0: S-O-S (laughs) <laughs> Shit
1: And I've been your host Nicholas Ridiculous A.K.A. Nick Ridic A.K.A. The Purple Hyena And you better watch your step out there Motherfuckers Cause life's a goddamn damn Shit You know Mental
0: disturbances
1: And